Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. And the little light episode that happened a minute ago was because somebody realized that button's back there that didn't know it was there before. And if you put a slider there and they go, what's that? And you, before you can say, don't. <laughs> there it goes. But uh, tonight we'll have one song. Uh, then David, I believe, will have our announcements. Two more songs, then I don't know what to call you, if it's Eric or Catfish. Uh, so whatever you want to call him like that, is, <laughs> he will have our devotional this evening. Um, and then I believe Jeremy has a closing prayer. So, Our first song tonight is number 866, I Will Call Upon the Lord. If you would, let's stand for this song, please. I will call on the I will announce really fast that I was having issue with the computer and the internet, so if the slides are a little bit behind, it's probably not those guys' fault. There's a little bit of lag tonight, so I'm going to give them a little heads up. So. Good evening, church family. A couple announcements uh, before we have our devotional. Um, as a reminder, Potlucks uh, is this Sunday. We will have 1 o'clock service. There will be no 6 o'clock service. Um, also, Life Group 1 is in charge of setup and cleanup uh, for the, uh, next sun, or this coming Sunday as well. Also, uh, CYC snacks. Tonight is the last night to drop those off. Um, if you can't drop them off um, t tonight, uh, just tell me, and I'll, I'll meet with you tomorrow. And we, we are leaving we have 31 going to CYC, and we're leaving at 9 o'clock in the morning, and we have our prayer at 9.30. Um, so, While you're driving? Well, I'm sorry. We're leaving. I'm sorry. Not while we're driving. <laughs> we're meeting at 9, having the prayer at 9.30, and then we're leaving after the prayer. All right. Sorry. I give everybody, give you really something to pray for then. <laughs> Um, also, uh, Life Group 2, that's Gary's Life Group, uh, will be meeting March 5th um, after evening services to have a planning session. Please bring finger food and drinks for that. 
And also, men, put on your calendars for March 17th through the 18th for the men's meeting. It should be a, a lot of fun. Some great speakers are lined up for that. There's always Stewart hot dogs. We doing Stewarts again? All right, Stewart hot dogs. Plenty for everybody, so uh, please put that in your calendars. Um, updates are on our prayer list. Remember, continue to keep Jimmy Wilgus in your prayers. Um, he has chemo treatments this week. Um, also, keep uh, Terry Leap, Gary's brother, in your prayers as well. And also keep Jennifer Baker in your prayers as she continues with her cancer treatments and Amber Spitzer as she continues with her cancer treatment. Um, Myrtle, uh, Myrtle Romain, um, Maxine Romain. Her daughter called her Myrtle, so that's the reason I, so I don't know. Okay, Maxine Romain. Um, she's at St. Mary's right now. Uh, she had a blood clot in her leg and they are doing a heart cath today. Uh, she didn't know when she, they were doing that heart cath, but uh, keep uh, Maxine Roman in your prayers. Also, keep Tim and Gail Hewitt in your prayers as well. They have COVID right now. Um, and um, keep Charlie and Alice Boso in your prayers as well. They're dealing with COVID as well and having a tough time with it. And keep... Um, uh, Jamie Estes in your prayers as well. His fever is back, um, and uh, he has a doctor's appointment tomorrow um, to find out what's going on. So keep uh, Jamie Estes in your prayers as well. That's all the announcements I have. Does anybody else have anything else I may have missed? All right, let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to come here this evening, Lord, to learn more about you, to be able to apply your word to our everyday lives, Lord. Lord, I pray that you be with the teachers this evening, Lord, that, that we listen to what they teach us, Lord, that we can better our lives, that we just don't listen, that we, we take the heart on what your word says and, and how to apply it to our everyday lives so we can be more like you and be an example of you, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with our elders, Lord, continue giving them wisdom they need, Lord. Keep them safe, Lord. Lord, always continue to be with them as the work they do for this church. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with our sick, be with Jimmy and Terry and Jennifer and Amber as they deal with the cancer, Lord. Just be with them and be with their families that are taking care of them, Lord. We ask you this time to be with Tim and Gail and Alice and Charlie as they deal with COVID at this time, Lord. And, and Lord, we ask you to be with Maxine Romine, Lord, is be with her. She had her surgery today, Lord. I pray that she heals and she's back on her feet soon, Lord. Lord, we ask you, ask you to pray for, I pray for Jim, Jamie Estes, Lord, that he's going through a difficult time this time, Lord. That's, Lord, I pray that your healing hand will be on him, Lord, and, and help him with his pain, Lord, that he won't have that pain anymore. Lord, we... I pray that you be with us as we travel to CYC this weekend, Lord. Give us safe travels. Let your word inspire us to be more like you, Lord. Let help us in our prayer life, spiritual life, Lord. Lord, continue to be with, the, be with us the rest of this week, Lord. Watch over us and keep us safe. Lord, but most of all, thank you so much for your love that you have for us. And you send your son to die on the cross for us, Lord. Lord, and giving us an, a chance one day to spend eternity with you, Lord, even though we do not deserve it. 
It's something that we know that you promised to us, and Lord, we cannot wait to see you in, in your kingdom soon, Lord. Lord, forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Oh, Wednesday night supper, ham's on the menu. I put that note somewhere. Uh, ham and potatoes, scalp potatoes, and etc. I remember the etc. part. Yeah, there it is. It's on the menu. Wednesday night supper at 5.30. Then there's an elders meeting at 5. I'm going to assume that's next week. Okay. That's not tonight. So. <laughs> Our next song this evening is number 870. 870. I'm happy today. I'm happy today, oh yes, I'm happy today, in Jesus Christ, I'm happy today, because he's taken all my sins away, and that's why I'm happy today, I'm singing today, oh yes, I'm singing today, in Jesus Christ, I'm singing today, because he's taken all my sins away, and that's why I'm singing today. I'm praying today, oh yes, I'm praying today, in Jesus Christ, I'm praying today, because he's taken all my sins away, and that's why I'm praying today. I'm happy Our last song before our lesson this evening is number 829, 829, Mansion Over the Hilltop. After this, Eric will have our lesson. I'm satisfied with just cause below a little silver and a little gold. But in that city where the rest will shine, I want a gold one, that silver line. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop, and that's right.
song of invitation will be number 272. I have decided to follow Jesus. Now, Eric. Hi, I'm Pat Fish. Uh, that's what I prefer to be called. You can call me Eric if you want. Some people are dead set against nicknames, and but I prefer Catfish or Eric. That's that's fine. I've kind of wondered what I would uh, kind of talk about tonight. Uh, so I kind of searched my life a little. What kind of lesson have I learned that I could also teach you guys? And uh, I've got I've got a lot of good lessons. So uh, let's begin there. So, I was converted in prison by a man named Don. He baptized me in a large trash can, and uh, hopefully that shows a little bit of my sincerity. But uh, he used reasoning and the Bible to bring me up out of denominationalism. And uh, that's kind of what I want to show you a little bit about. But not only was the correct teaching very important to me, to, uh, to converting, I also had to know, it was necessary that I know why the scriptures that I thought, thought supported my previous belief were wrong, why they did not teach what I thought they taught, and that was as necessary to me as knowing the correct teaching. Dub McClish actually said, I argued myself right up out of denominationalism, and uh, that's kind of how, how it really went. So I want to help you, I want to equip you. Uh, with answers to maybe help you evangelize people and uh, answer their counterpoints. Uh, so the sinner's prayer is really popular right now. Many denominations teach it, but it's not in the Bible. It's nowhere in the Bible. And uh, I want to pick up some of their proof texts, and we want to examine them and see what the context really teaches and why they have nothing to do with the so-called sinner's prayer. And... That's what we're going to do. We're going to contend, we'll learn to contend for the faith a little and sharpen our swords, right? Because that's what we're supposed to do. And uh, it can be a little controversial, but it'll help. It'll help. It'll help us a lot. Uh, so, like I said, it was, sinner's prayer is a popular prayer. I prayed that prayer. I thought I was saved by that at one point in my life. And I'm glad I was honest enough with myself to come up out of that. And that might be helpful in a time right now because there's some kind of false revival going on over in Huntington and over in Kentucky. And these things will help you evangelize those people, help us scale the Mount Olympus of error and conquer that, hopefully. So I have here a tract, right? It's, Billy, it's from the Billy Graham Evangelism Association or something like that. And it's got a typical, typical prayer in it. It kind of goes, I know I'm a sinner. I want to turn from my sins. I ask for forgiveness. I believe in Jesus, your son. He died for my sins. I want him to come into my heart. Please forgive me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, right? We see it on TV all the time, on radio stations. Uh, we find these tracks all over the place. And uh, while those are very good things to remember, uh, when they connect it with things like that makes you a Christian and that makes you saved, it, it becomes deadly. 
His only proof text in this tract is Romans 10, 13. It's a very general statement. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, right? And that tells us nothing in particular. In fact, general statements don't tell us anything in particular. And we have to remember that because we don't want to read things into it like that, right? Who says calling is prayer? It's been read into that verse. So uh, calling on the name of the Lord occurs in a few places. And we're going to look up. Uh, we're going to go to Acts 2, okay? Acts 2 is where we want to start. And that's very, it's a very, very full passage. We learn a lot from it. So Acts 2, Peter is giving uh, the first sermon to the people at Pente- uh, on the, the day of Pentecost, right? So he gives Joel's prophecy where this occurs. And in Acts 2.21... He gives this prophecy. The prophecy is about uh, the gospel coming to, to everybody, a, a salvation coming to everybody, a universal salvation. And that's what's being fulfilled here, and that's why he quotes it, and that's why he says, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I want to write that, that down real fast. Call equals save. We don't know what call is at this point. Are we going to call Jesus up on a phone? No, right? Uh, to read that into it, it's called eisegesis. So right now... Call equals saved. And we're going to come back to that. That's why I wrote it down. So he continues after that verse. He says Jesus uh, was raised to sit up on David's throne. And he sits as king now. Uh, he can, and then uh, we'll take up at verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom you crucified, Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in the heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Obviously, they were convicted, right? Uh, And we know by the next verse that they were talking about what they could do about their sin because that's how Peter responded. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God should call. And with many other words he did exhort, saying, save yourselves. So here we have Peter saying repentance and baptism equals save yourselves. We're defining this by context is what we're doing. The very general statement of whoever should call the name of the Lord shall be saved is being defined by the context. It's not logical to think that Peter contradicted himself or the Holy Spirit contradicted himself just a mere few verses later, right? If repentance and baptism equal saved then the calling on the name of the Lord in equal saved, then they must be the same thing. Or at least, calling on the name of the Lord at least includes repentance and baptism, at the least. And we're going to see a few more, and it's going to get more full and more full and more full, and we'll come to a conclusion. This is called inductive reasoning. We're gathering facts and coming to conclusions. This is very important. So one thing we can be sure of in Acts 2 is that whoever, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord has nothing to do with prayer. Peter didn't say pray when they asked what to do. right? He didn't say, it's okay, you believe. He said, repent and be baptized. So the next place I want to go to is Romans 10. This phrase occurs again. Like I said, we're defining this phrase according to context. So any place, a lot of the places that it occurs, we have to read the surrounding words and verses, and that's how we learn what that word or expression means. So I want to start at 
8 and read down to 16. But what saith it? The word is nigh, nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preached, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whoever so, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And how shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of the gospel that preach of them that fe preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So Paul is stressing, once again, a university, a universal gospel to everybody. In verse 12, we see he says, for there's no difference between Jew and Greek. It's because whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved, right? The gospel is to go to everybody. This doesn't have anything to do with prayer. It's not in his mind at this point. So how do we define whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved here? Once again, we have call equals saved in the verse 13. What else equals saved in this passage? Well, we saw that that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So we have belief and confession equal saved. You can kind of see how the expression, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, is getting more full and more full and more full. We saw in Acts 2 that calling equal saved included at least repentance and baptism. We saw, see in Romans 10, 13, the calling on the name of the Lord includes at least belief and confession. And if you know what the gospel is, it's believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized, we can see these things are slowly being added. And uh, that's pretty much what calling on the name of the Lord means here in these contexts. It's responding obediently. And we see that these are included. The next verse I want to go to is Acts 22.16. You guys probably uh, heard this one many times before. It is when Paul is baptized, right? So Paul on the road to Damascus, he sees the light, uh, talks to Jesus. Jesus tells him what he must do. Uh, Ananias is sent to Paul because he's struck blind. He's to receive his sight. Uh, and Ananias tells him what he must do. And that's what we read here in 22.16. And he tells Paul, And now why tarriest thou, arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So we can see right away that calling on the name of the Lord includes baptism and washing away of sins. And it's got nothing to do with prayer. Nothing to do with the sinner's prayer. Okay, so And these are important so that we can answer those points that people who believe the sinner's prayer, we can answer them and give them correct teaching, right? Like I said, it was, I'm a case in point where it was very important for me to know why these scriptures didn't teach a sinner's prayer and that they 
actually taught the gospel. So we can see that at least includes baptism. We saw calling at least included baptism. Uh, so you can kind of see, like I said, you add them all up together, you have believing, repenting, confessing, and baptism. And that we just defined what calling on the name of the Lord is in those contexts. Another verse that the, is popular with the sinner's prayer is 1 John 1.9. Please turn with me there. I'm going to start at verse 7 and go to 2.1. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So verse 9 is the one that's usually pointed to for a sinner's prayer. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. And the reason that this is not talk, speaking of a sinner's prayer is John, audience, John's audience is a saved people. It's a church already. They are already saved. Actually, we learned that in Acts 2, that the church is saved and the saved is the church. There are a few more reasons why, uh, and we also know they're saved because he calls them my little children. They're walking in the light. And there are a couple more points why this is not a sinner's prayer. Another one is it would cause two paths of salvation, one through a prayer and another through the conversion accounts that we see in the book of Acts. And uh, another reason is if this was a sinner's prayer, it would contradict ten conversion accounts. And we just know that is not true at all. So uh, I hope that you can use some of these things that I've learned in life and in Bible study and use them in your evangelism. I hope it uh, made you a little stronger, at least, in maybe defining words, defining expressions. And uh, maybe if you're out there and you had a sinner's prayer uh, and you think you were saved by a sinner's prayer, may, I hope you came around to see the honest truth that you weren't and that you have to obey the gospel in believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized. And uh, that's it, guys. I don't know what else to do. So.
Let's pray together. <clears throat> Father, we are so thankful for your daily presence in our life. We're, we're thankful, Father, for all that you've given us, all that you've done for us, all that you continue to, to bless us with. We're thankful, Father, for the opportunity to be here tonight in a free country, in a comfortable building, Father, to, to open your word and study from it. We pray your blessings on our Bible classes this evening, Father. We pray that they go well. Help us to be attentive. Help us to open your word, to discern it, to learn from it, to be better people, Father, for being here this evening. There are many, Father, that we're concerned about who are struggling with sickness and health and uh, many, Father, struggling with, with a, a myriad of issues and problems in their life. We all, Father, deal with different things and we all have different needs. And we, we know, Father, that you are the, the great healer, the great physician, uh, and able to, to get us through the things that we face, the things we struggle with. We pray, Father, for your help in every situation. Continue to bless the church, Father, especially in this area. Father, help us to, to be the light that we need to be. Help us to draw others to you by our words, our actions, uh, by the things that we do and, and say. We're thankful, Father, for your son, for all that we have in him and through him. Thankful, Father, for his death on the cross for us. Uh, continue to guide us each day and help us to be better than we were the day before. Forgive us for our sins. In Christ's name, amen. 